you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I'm starting to get to the point in life that I no longer frown upon something being uncomfortable, something being just not what I had in mind, because I almost immediately see the value in certain situations. There was once a time that I would look at obstacles and the path of my journey and look at it like it was a hindrance. But the way that God has sculpted me and shaped me, I now see it as the hurdle for my particular Olympic race. I used to feel some kind of way. How come no one else, you know, has this type of hurdle, this size, this many, and try to compare and contrast why I felt like my particular race was a little bit more strenuous and a little bit more draining than my counterparts. But then I realized that I never really saw anyone get a gold medal for an easy race. And so if the goal is a gold medal, then I'm going to have to step up and step into the path with a different mindset and perspective. I am starting to see things in a way that is so transformative that I will never see it the same ever again. And today in particular was one of those kind of like internal checkmates. Like, wow, that looks different. When you hear someone say to you, on whatever given topic, don't try to, you know, semantics, like, well, it depends on what we're talking about, just take it at face value. If someone said to you, let it go, what does that mean to you? Now, for me, up until this very situation that I had currently, it meant drop it, cease, about face on it, don't give it no energy, don't give it any second thoughts, don't Whatever you were trying to do with it, let's just go ahead and just stop. It ultimately was the word that was coded for me to believe halt. It's the end. It's done. So if I was getting ready to have some words with someone and someone said, hey, let it go. That meant that all of a sudden, like the cartoons, I was supposed to just not feel anything or not continue that path. Or if I was walking up there marching and then I meant about face kind of situation. And I learned today that that's not at all what God wants us to do. Yes, the Bible says things about peace be still and, you know, hold your peace and cast your cares and all those type of things. But I think we may have misconstrued the let it go portion. I think that if we continue to adapt that let it go type of thing, then that means that someone can literally have an all access pass to being uh, disrespectful uh, to to managing you in a non-fragile way where it almost looks like they have made you the dumping ground for their particular life or circumstance. And I happened to wanted to go a little bit deeper. I was like, um, I want to make it so that going forward, I am no one's landmine. No, you don't get to continue to dump things in me because you see no value in me other than this dumping trash, whether it's gossip, whether it's your bad attitude, whether it is, you know what, you just transferring to me what somebody transferred to you, whatever it is, if you don't see the value in my real estate, then you don't get to decode me and, and lower me to be a landmine. 
Yeah, I'm not doing that. I am now going to start taking the stance that I just, I don't care what the title, relationship, E or the above, I am not going to allow anyone to back up into my particular real estate and decode me to a landmine. I'll tell you where this is coming from. I had a conversation within the week and then something happened to me today. Had a conversation with one of my friends and she was like, you would never guess what happened at work. I said, what happened? I'm paraphrasing. She was like, so highest authority spoke to my supervisor in a way and she closed her door and I opened it up and she was crying. I said, hmm. Now, the weird part wasn't that she was emotional at work. The unfortunate part is that they, the two of them just had a conversation the day before that where the supervisor realized I have to start speaking up for myself. I've tried to leave the job. I've tried to get out of it. I've tried to do different things. And for whatever the reason, and I quote, God won't move me. It's what the revelation was for the supervisor, right? So you would think, hooray, drop the confetti. You got the secret code. You beat King Cooper. Now we just got to go ahead and apply that to real life, right? Ain't wrong. Because the one thing that you can go ahead and guarantee, even if you're not a gambling grandbaby, is that when you have something revealed to you, God is going to give you the playing field and the virtual experience in your life to now apply that. Yeah, the teacher is not just teaching you things because she just really loves this particular subject. You are being taught for the test that is to come. The teacher has already looked over the particular test and saw, mm, I got to add a little bit more of this, this, and this to the lesson plan. But once I make sure that through pop quizzes and questioning and answering and participation and whatever else I implement to the student, once I feel comfortable that you know what, you know enough about this subject to now be tested on it because of all that I have tested you on it about. So now you have to go ahead and take this thing and apply everything that you learned to the ultimate test. What good would it be? To be in class for however long you have to be in class, to take all these small exams and all these other different things to get to the test that matters and fail like you've never seen this material before. That is the equivalent of what happens when God gives you revelation and instead of taking that revelation and applying it where it matters with the true test, you fumble, not because you don't know Because you forgot to apply the revelation. And the thing about revelation is that it feels good. You get the clapping. You get the so excited. Oh, you know what? God showed me. God showed me. But then when the situation occurs, when the virtual experience occurs, when that particular problem occurs, just so happens after you got that revelation, you allow your emotions to drive and it completely drowns the revelation. The lesson is completely lost. It is nowhere to be found. And now you are serving or trying to preserve on the life jacket of your emotions and it's not working. You are bound to drown that way. I have gotten to the point that I am, mm, how do you say in English, over it. Okay, when it comes to people dumping things. So today I had an experience where someone didn't manage me appropriately is what I would like to say. Anytime that someone is speaking to you and that is not the way in which you are comfortable being spoken to, 
You have uh, the responsibility to let someone know Mm, you can't speak to me that way and whatever way that you need to do that if it's your friend you can go ahead and be slain with it if it's a professional environment you need to respectfully let them know <laughs> uh yeah no ma'am it's not going to work out for me however you need to do it but there should be no arena of your life that you allow someone to continue to dump because they didn't ask you for permission to dump into your life and so you don't need to go through any other filters because you nervous about bringing it up for whatever the reason reason you you nervous about letting your boss know you can't speak to me that way yeah next time that you have that particular question if you word it in this way it will make me feel more valued and I will be open to you know constructive criticism but when you word it the way that you just did it it doesn't allow for me to continue to learn the way that I know it to be helpful for me can't speak for everybody else I can speak for me however you need to word it don't even rehearse it be bold enough to tell God listen I'm gonna walk in here and I'm gonna say some stuff and I just pray that you give me the words to say you told Moses listen who made your mouth and you would give him the words to speak I'm gonna need you to do that same exact thing because if I go in here it's gonna look a lot like um unemployment okay rebuke that in the name of Jesus so I'm gonna need you to come in here while I'm still an active employee and tell me how to position this person in my in my particular life because I am starting to see that people are careless in how they manage people. And then we are so uh, strategic in, you know, just let it go. No. Yes, everything shouldn't be an argument. No, everything doesn't need to be addressed. But when it comes to you and your peace, it's time to address some things. What is the litmus test of when you absolutely positively cannot let something go? Is when you try to bury it. And it keeps finding its way back to the surface. When you try to bury it, and every time you even think about it, it triggers something in you. When you try to go ahead and, air quotes, let it go, that it actually feels like it's, it's bondage for you. That is when you can honestly say, you know what, I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to hold you. Um, it is no more letting to be goad, okay? Because you gave me something that is actually uh, not let go worthy, And so at this point, what I need to go ahead and do is inform you of something. And that is my way of letting this go. And that was going to be my whole point in this entire conversation for you. Do you know how to let something go to someone else? It may be walking away to someone else. It may be changing phone numbers to someone else. It may be whatever the case may be. But you know what I discovered today for me, letting go is I'm transferring back to you, which you uninvitedly tried to bring me into so I had someone literally speak to me in a way that I was like whoa yeah that's surprising because I would like to believe that that person's character isn't that way and so I want to go ahead and try to believe that maybe you don't know how you just managed me so I'm going to go ahead and um, bring this to your attention the phrase that was asked of me in this particular arena and establishment was so what do you do? But the w- words that that uh, previewed it or pre-trailered it was um, trying to figure out who did what and what did who, right? So we put in tasks to names and that kind of thing. And something that was formerly solely my task was kind of broken apart. And so the person of higher authority looked at me and said, so, and with the side smirk, what do you do? Now, I'm going to go ahead and just let you know again. Um, I'm from New York, 
where I am 1,000% fluid in body language and sarcasm. So if I sense it, we, I'm going to have to address it. So I immediately responded to the sarcasm first. I couldn't even get to the professional a card fast enough. My sarcasm was like, here, skirt, here, present. What you say? And so my response immediately was, well, let's be clear. What my colleague is uh, referring to is the week that I was on vacation. Oh, okay. I said, oh, okay. But I walked away and I was like, hmm. So I did a little what I like to do with checks and balance. I went ahead and I said, okay, let me go ahead and just ask someone else their particular point of view. Let me go ahead and see if, you know, because I could be, I could be the grandbaby that could be wrong. I could be the grandbaby that's like, you know what? Um, maybe it's just me. M- maybe I'm hung- hangry. Who knows? So I always like to do a checks and balance when it comes to my emotions. And everyone that I asked, except one, was like, yeah, that was kind of, uh. The last person that I asked said, just let it go. And so I factored it in the way that I said in the beginning of this conversation. I factor in as just drop it, cease it, about face, don't even don't even think about it anymore. But I couldn't bury it. And so I said, okay, you know what? This is not working. So I went in and I said, I have the burden of letting someone know when they have mismanaged me. And so I feel like I have to ask you a question. And I asked the question. How would you feel if, let's just give an example, your highest authority personnel in your particular establishment asked you in front of someone, so what is it that you do? So she was like, I don't really think I would feel some kind of way. I just would probably just say what it is that I did. I said, "Mm -mm. how would you feel? So in a roundabout way, she didn't answer it. So I asked it again. How would you feel? And so her response was, well, I don't think I would feel anything. And I said, that is because the person you've become, you've grown a callous to how people speak and handle you. People who are still fresh, new, vibrant, uh, you know, excited about the work can take how you manage them the wrong way. And in so many words, I let it be known that that can't, we can't have that kind of discussion again if we're going to continue to be fruitful, Right. And so immediately after having the discussion, I felt 10 million times better. And so I sat down, I was like, but nothing really changed outside of just me discussing. So I went back to the person that suggested let it go. And I said to her, I feel so much better. And she said, because you let it go. I said, no, I went and said something. She said, yeah, that's how you let it go. What you did was you transferred that. She said, let me explain something to you. In the spirit is all kind of transfers. As soon as you feel something, you have the burden now and the responsibility of transferring that back to that person because that did not belong to you. So just because said person is used to getting dumped on, and so now with all they have to serve to people is trash because they allowed themselves to be landmines, what you're going to go, or landfills rather, So what you're going to go ahead and do is make sure that just because you accept trash and you digest trash and that you go ahead and you are okay with housing trash, I'm not not going to allow for you to then go ahead and transfer trash over to me. I can't allow that. 
And so I was, I was like, man, I never thought um, or even fathom that transferring uh, a conversation or the energy or whatever back to someone was also a form of letting it go. And then Holy Spirit was like, I want you to go ahead and I want you to go back to Genesis. And I was like, okay. And he said, I want you to understand that this is more spiritually based than you can possibly comprehend. I said, okay, Genesis 2. I'm going to start at verse 4. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. When the Lord made the earth and the heavens, 5. Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord had not yet sent rain to water the earth. And there were no people to cultivate the soil. Six. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Seven. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. I am going to read that again from verse six. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Seven, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. And here you are wondering why when you try to bury something in the depths of your soul, why it won't stay there. And that is because the soil that God made you from won't allow it. The only reason why Adam even became a man, became a living person, is because of what God breathed into Adam, breathed into the man. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. What are you allowing someone to breathe into your space, into your life, into your ears, into your mind that is not going, that is going against the living person that God has for you you mean to tell me that God was able to breathe something on this man and then he became a living person and then you get confused why someone's able to speak something to you aka breathe something into you and now you feel bound you feel sad you feel angry you feel something that was other than alive which is the only time that someone should be speaking or breathing into your life at all what is the litmus test to you need to be a little bit further away from certain people is that when they start to talk and breathe they it disrupts the peace that the living god breathed into you holy spirit help me to say this the way that i see you saying it for it to be said. I need us to be more mindful of how we treat the soil of our soul. It's not always going to be, well, you should just go ahead and let it go. I do not believe that good soil can cultivate by burying dead things. I don't believe that you're going to get the most beautiful flowers, the strongest tree roots, all the things that God has for you by burying toxicity from other people. 
that thing happened in your childhood nope don't get counseling don't talk about it don't reveal it you bury it and now you're wondering why you go to each and every one of your relationships and they don't last and you you have these walls up and all these other different things because you have something in your soil that needs to be dug up because that is not how God intended God literally made it so that you can cultivate anything anything because of the soil that he made you from your soil is so rich that all God had to do was breathe into it and it became alive your soil is so rich that God said I'm gonna make it look like me in my own image but yet you will allow someone else with toxicity and, and death and bondage and dryness in their soil and come over and try to speak and do something and plant something into you. And then you wonder why you feel funny around such and such. And then you wonder why you feel heavy around such and such. And then you wonder why, I don't know, I don't even know this person, but it feels wrong. I, I don't, I, I feel indifferent in this environment. I don't know what it is, but what you call, you know, stability, I call it stagnation. I don't know what it is when you speak I don't feel the living the the awakening in me that a living God put in me a living God breathed into me and I became alive another living person breathing into my space and making me feel dead something's wrong with that and rebuke that in the name of Jesus anything that depletes you is disrupting the soil that God originally created you from I want us to stop being wimps in the spirit. I want us to stop being wimps in the spirit. I want us to start standing up to some things and some people in a God-ordained way to let them know you don't get to just contaminate my soil. God made me to cultivate. God made me to go ahead and do some things and have dominion. God made me in a way that I'm supposed to be rich in soil. So I cannot allow you to plant what you're trying to plant in me. I can't allow you to manage me like that. Why do you think there's even certain fines and stuff for people who, who litter? You can't even litter on earth without somebody going ahead and wanting to do something because even some people have noticed that there is value in their particular investment, in their particular real estate. And when you litter on their particular real, real estate, you devalue it. If you don't keep your lawn up and someone else does, you, you bring the value down. So if you got to do all these cosmetic things to maintain the value of a certain thing, of a piece of real estate, then what do you think you need to do to maintain the value of the soil that God cultivated you from? We're not going to continue to operate in a way that sounds like, well, you know what? That's just the corporate world. Well, you know what? That's just, oh, you know, my higher authority figure. Or that's just the, my grandma. Or that's just, and we gave all these peoples the pedestal to poison our soul. Why? Soul is real close to soil. Whatever is being done to your soil is being done to your soul. God breathed the breath of life into the soil of man and out of that came soul do you understand that it is not a difference it is one and the same cut the umbilical cord to people who tie you down to places you don't need to be
Correct those that understand or need to be made aware that you do not get to talk to me that way, that you do not get to deal with me that way, that you do not get to just freely, voluntarily mismanage me. No, you're not going to go on a world tour and let people know that you can't manage me. Like We're not doing that. But when it comes to your particular soil, if your soul don't feel right about it, then you have the burden to correct that, to bring it to their attention. And then after that, what does the Bible say to do with the disciples? Dust your feet dust your feet the disciples when they were sent out two by two he was like well what happens um if we go somewhere and people don't understand what we're trying to do and the mission that you have me on Jesus told them dust your feet dust soil it's like it keeps coming back full circle doesn't it I know it sounds like I'm screaming at you but I'm passionate about growth I am passionate about somebody getting it. And I'm passionate about someone being in bondage because you allowed a superior to talk to you that way. Because you allow a man to talk to you that way. Because she's the mother of your children, so you allow her to talk. Because that's how your grandmother used to do I don't care what it is. You need to break free from that corroded, corrupted soil. When God calls you to cultivate, do You understand me. I'm done with allowing people to do that. I'm done with allowing hearing people that I care about being treated like that. I'm over it. We don't have to have family feuds. We don't have to have, you know, discomfort in the corporate world. We don't have to have strained relationships with whomever. We don't have to have that. We, it, you literally are not asking a lot when you ask someone, can you, can you deal with me and manage me differently than what you have been? That's a loving request. And I pray that you receive it that way. It's what you can say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a request of you. And I pray that you receive it in love because the only reason why I'm making this request is because I want to maintain what it is that we established. If I wanted to just leave the job, I would have left. You would have had a nice day. And at my exit interview, if you would have established one, you would have asked me, well, what happened? Oh, I got sick of you talking about me like that. Big name of Jesus, we ain't sick of nothing. I got over you talking to me like that. Yeah, the workload was too much. I felt like you didn't understand me. I didn't feel value. We don't say that on exit interviews. We give people the chance to go ahead and change that before we exit. That's how we manage that. We don't got to go all the way to mediation and counseling for people like, well, what's wrong? Well, you know what? I felt like you, you were a little harsh in how you spoke to me. I felt like you didn't see me no more. You didn't even compliment me. You just No, we don't got to wait all the way to the end. We can let it be known now. Listen, I'm going to bring some things up because at some point I saw the value in this relationship. So I'm going to bring some things up that can bring back the value revitalize the value in this because I'm only bringing something up because I want to maintain what we have. I want to keep it intact. If the goal was to be done, we would have been done. It's nothing else to talk about. Two weeks notice. You should have noticed two weeks ago that um, I don't want to be here. So when you are making a request of someone, that actually is an act of love. Hey, that hurt my feelings. Hey, next time, can you word that that way? Hey, can I, can I say something? I feel like you didn't appreciate that. And I, and I put a lot of thought into it, but it came across like this for me. You're only seeing those things before you have to dust your feet. The, the disciples asked Jesus, 
So when we go there, if they don't accept us, what do we do? So that means that they had to have gone into these particular places that Jesus said to go. Go ahead and have a conversation. Let them know why they were even there in the first place. To let, to let it be known what the particular aim and objective was and is. For then the person to make a decision. Am I going to accept or reject what it is that you're offering? And if they reject you, dust your feet. I believe the same to be true about your particular, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Whether it's your job, whether it's that relationship, if it's that family, if it's that friendship. Whatever, I believe that in love, and you can pray and ask God to back you. God, in love, I'm going to make a request. And I'm going to ask this person to make this particular adjustment when they are managing me. If they decide to reject me, I want you to give me the permission to dust my feet and go where I am valued. Whether that's a job, whether that's changing my number, whether it's blocking that person. But I believe that a loving rebuke, the Bible always speaks about that. A loving rebuke, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't ever want you to feel bondage, shackled, enslaved. Because you have been trained that given a certain area, a certain establishment, a certain relationship, that you have to keep your peace. Don't say nothing. Let it go. How can you bury something and keep your peace at the same time? That's oxymoronic unless God puts his anointing on that. There is no such thing. as What you bury is what you will see grow. So if you bury trash, out of you will start to grow trash. If you bury value seeds of value you would then go ahead and start to see those seeds grow and add more to your life yet why is it all those bugs back there oh it's because something's dead back there why is it all this fruit now here oh because you you planted a fruitful seed so if it's growing out of you because someone else put that in you I'm going to need you to go ahead and be strong enough to get the shovel and say, okay, so we're going to go ahead and uh, re revamp this particular garden of my life because I have too many things here that other people uh, buried that I did not notice that other people did until I started to see that I am walking around speaking and dealing and thinking with trash thoughts. And when I trace back to it, I say, man, that's when that, when my mother said that to me, that's when that one relationship said that to me. That's, yeah, I haven't been the same after such and such, did blah, blah, blah. And so now I've been operating that way. Do you understand that you don't have to keep operating that way? Someone taught you not to speak up for yourself. Someone taught you to just go ahead and put it under the rug. And that was maybe because some ancestors of ours, um, they couldn't speak up because they would get lashes. Who taught you that you have to be in bondage in your soul in order to progress to the next level, in order to go ahead and just keep the peace? Why is it that the, the person who's abusing gets to, gets to keep doing things, but you have to hold your peace and keep decepting those things? Absolutely not. Have a nice day. Absolutely not. My challenge to you is what you just asked me. Oh, okay, I'm glad that you know. Um, I want you to be brave enough to start to recognize those who are not adding value to the garden of your life. And to go ahead and put some fences up and anyone who enters your garden with the either oblivion 
or they're very conscious on the trash that they're getting ready to dump and bury and, and, and just go ahead and invite you to, I need you to make a conscious decision to let them know before I dust my feet of you, I'm going to at least ask you in love um, to do something different. Otherwise, I'm going to have a different way on how I let it go. Do you understand that? All right. Listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Okay. You know what these conversations are? They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person's going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl. I don't know who's going to brew the tea, get the tea bag, the lemon, the honey, stir it up. Ooh, it's too hot. Want me to add a little bit of cold water and do all that temperature testing for who? For you. Because why? I'm your favorite homegirl. That's why, okay? But listen, um, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. I absolutely positively can eat a entire cow because I'm hungry. And we'll talk later. Yes? Okay, later.